Welcome back to the Outlaw Country Podcast. Uh, I'm Cole and I got Ben with me. Uh, really, today's goal is just to kind of catch up on what's been happening lately in country music and uh, what Ben and I have been listening to and what we're expecting for this summer, I guess. Yeah, we haven't had a, a little podcast like this with just us, so it'll be nice to kind of just get our, our thoughts and just kind of talk through what, like you said, what we've been listening to. So, I think first thing we want to jump into is, what was that, o- almost two weeks ago, uh, me and Cole and a couple of our friends, we went down um, and saw Charlie Crockett play. And then, of course, Vincent Neal Emerson opened, which he's always lights out. So that was hell of a hell of a show. And one thing I want to I want to talk about a little bit on that show is um, Charlie Crockett mentioned he, he's already got an album coming out in yeah. April. April 22nd, right? Yes, I put the oh, 22nd. Should be, should be next week. Yeah, next week. Wow. Uh, he, he mentioned he's got another album unannounced on the way with one of my favorite songs of his called Cowboy Candy. Uh, it, he said he, he, uh, he kind of got the idea for it when he was up in Montana listening to some of the rodeo cowboys talk up there and from the, the sound of it, it kind of when he's referring to cowboy candy, it sounds like painkillers, things like that, all the wear and tear they go through. It's just a really kind of Western punchy song. And I, I love it. He kind of has got a little bit of a yodel reminds me of cowpoke by Coulter wall. So I'm stoked that he announced that to, to the crowd. Yeah. I thought when um, he was talking about it beforehand, before he started playing and he mentioned that he's like, you know, we got the album coming out in April um, I can't remember the name of that one, but um, he's uh, like Lil, Lil GL presents Jukebox Charlie. That's it. Yeah, because I remember the posters all said Jukebox Charlie on there, which I think is an amazing name. Um, but he was talking about how he's like, you know, we got that one coming out and we have another album that he's like, we haven't even announced yet. And I just remember I looked back at you and I was like, did he did he just say he's got another one? And you kind of like pause. He's like, yeah. Yeah, he did. I'm like, you got another album coming out this year, which I think is awesome that, I mean, I feel like some artists, they just try and ride the high off an album for as long as they can. I'm not saying that goes for everyone, but I think a lot of them just kind of try and see if they can keep pushing that one, pushing that one, pushing that one to make it more successful. Charlie's just like, here's one. There's another one on its way. Like, I just think that's so awesome that, you know, he's not skipping any beat with his um, music writing and releasing a music, which I think is awesome. Well, I mean, and since 2021, uh, I mean, even, even kind of late 2022 or 2020 is when welcome to hard times came out. But yep. since 2021, he's got uh 10 for slim, the James hand cover album. Yep. That came out season. early of 21. That was like April, May. I think it was April of 21. Then he's got music city USA. And yep. then he's got, his new jukebox charlie album which i don't know if you've looked close closely at the track list um but uh there he's got his cover of uh diamond joe on there really yeah so okay. I'm excited. yeah he, i love that he had, one, he had one out um before uh coulter wall and and vincent neil emerson did theirs um it was 
on his uh, field recordings where he kind of used that like older recording equipment. And so it kind of sounds a little distorted and different. Mm -hmm. Glad we're finally going to get his version of uh, Diamond Joe. That's um, a little bit more production behind it. You think you'll have Vince O'Neill Emerson on that one with him too? We could only hope, man. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, like, I would think him and Vince O'Neill Emerson would do seven come 11. Dude, I was really hoping for that too. I was shocked because I don't even think Vincent did it when he performed that evening. He didn't, but he wrote that. And then I, I struggle on which version I like better. I, I like Charlie's a lot. It sounds like it's got like horns and stuff in the back, but I think it's uh, Vincent's just so much. His a little bit more upbeat and mm-hmm. they both, they both have great aspects to them. Yeah. Um, I definitely would have to say I'm more familiar with Vincent's version of it i've definitely listened to charlie's but i think the one i've always gone to more is vincent's um yeah. but i vincent um he opened the show and he did awesome i thought the songs that he performed were amazing i liked when the um, rest of the band kind of took a step off stage and he was just performing uh just him with his um guitar and just doing like a little acoustic session i thought he did really awesome there i just wish i mean i guess you and i we know more of his music. It we know more than what you typically would play as an opener, and so I was kind of disappointed. Like I really wanted to hear like Manhattan Island Serenade, um, and there's a few others that he didn't really get to that I would have liked to hear. I know he. I think a little bit of it is we're we're definitely much bigger fans of his Fried Chicken Evil Women album, and I think he was kind of yes. pushing his newest album. Uh, which, which I have, I mean, I bought that on vinyl. I, I, I like that, but I mean, that fried chicken, evil women, that album is, is really good. So I was agreeing some, some more off that, which we did get a little bit. We got, um, we got 25 wasting time and Willie Nelson's wall. We, we probably got more. I just yeah. forgetting. I love the reaction to Willie Nelson's wall. Like everyone knew like right away, which one he was going for with that one. And I, mm-hmm. I love that one. Well, because he started off talking about like his uncle in a Walmart parking lot. And we're like, okay, we know what's coming next. <laughs> um, but I I just love the sound of that one. And I think he did awesome with that. And I think my only critique for Charlie's performance, if there is one, is his set list. And I remember our buddy Zane was saying this. I think I think it's true. He should start every show with the valley. It's kind of like his story. Mm-hmm. I think I think that would be a really cool opening song, so like kind of introducing who he is and what he's gone through. And then one that I kind of thought of on my own is he should always end with uh, uh oh gosh, I'm blanking on the name. Round this is round this world. Off round this world, yeah. Because I like when because when we saw him, he ended with that the first time, and I thought it was like kind of his bittersweet when he's like, I don't know when I'll be back around this way, and he's like picking on the banjo, mm-hmm. and it's like final song i really when he closed with that last time uh granted that was when the song was really new i thought that was so cool yeah really bittersweet that was before like he had released that single but he hadn't released that album yet and i felt like this um show he was definitely more promoting his newer music and everything that everything that we will hope to see on jukebox charlie um, so he definitely played a lot more of those. 
I thought it was really cool though when um he took the guitar off for I feel for you and just was up there with the mic. I thought that was a really good like that one was a really strong performance with that song. Yeah, it made it a lot more dramatic when he did that. Mm-hmm. Which I, I he was kind of waltzing around the stage and just all eyes were on him for sure. And I I really like that that part of the song. Yeah, I just love his demeanor up there on the stage and just you know like when you kind of have that like instrumental little gap in there between your um like chorus area and all that i think I, he does such an awesome do- job just dancing around the stage like he like yeah, he owns it having fun up there and he is literally putting on a show with dancing with the guitar and everything mm-hmm. i just his the way he is up there is so old school and so badass. He is so awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I, I especially like how he had about it was like a three or four song window where he paid homage to uh, uh, James Hand from the Ten uh, Slam. He did. Uh, I know he did Midnight Run. He did uh, Over There. That's Frank, and then he did uh, Lesson in Depression. Uh, he might have. He might have done more. I was really hoping he would have done in the corner, but I don't think he did that one. I don't, yeah, he didn't. He didn't do that one, which I was kind of sad about. But that Midnight Run is probably the strongest song off that album. I mean, that top to bottom, that whole song or that, that one, album. or I would say I love Lesson in Depression. Yeah, I think that's a great, like, kind of funny song. Yeah, uh, and then one song that we got to see um, that he didn't play last time was. Painted Blue, which is one of my all-time favorites by him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I that Welcome to Hard Times album, man, it, it's like he said, like, there's no B-side. Like, you don't want to think of that as having a B-side. Like, all that's an A-side on his vinyl. Mm-hmm. Like, it's that album top to bottom was so good. I mean, you have let's let me look at it he's got I mean, you got welcome to the hard times run horse run i don't cry paint it blue uh black jack county chain um fool somebody poplar, else the poplar tree the poplar man tree. tennessee special lily my darling or, or lily my dear well, that's part of the chorus yeah lily, um, my darling lily my dear yeah i mean it's it's like 13 songs just hit after hit after hit i think and it's it's nice to see him just for for my own uh kind of opinion to see him lean more into that country sound i know when you when you go to a charlie crockett show you can kind of see who's there for his more bluesy type of music and who's there for more of his his country sound which it's a very cool environment but uh for my for my own opinion i'm glad to see him really leaning into the country sound lately yeah it's kind of i just love like kind of just crowd watching there and just seeing there's so many different type of people there. Like you got like, kind of like the more jazzy side of things, the more countryside. It, honestly, you got people at that venue at the bourbon people that, that are just there for music. They like really don't even care which one they're like, who's there. They just want to hear live music and just, it's such a unique crowd. Whenever you see them, there's old, there's young, there's in the, in between. Like there's a like, grandma on the very front row. <laughs> and I, I, I like going to these smaller con- like venue concerts of these independent artists and kind of looking around knowing, okay, there actually are people 
like in my area that, that listen to these artists. Because at times, I mean, man, I feel like I'm, it's just me and you, Cole, that are, that are listening to these guys. So it's, it's nice to kind of look around and you'll see people in your own community rocking. Like we saw one guy wearing a Joshua Ray Walker shirt or a 49 Winchester hat. So it's, it's kind of cool to see all those, that, all those country music fans kind of unite there. For sure. Well, okay. So you kind of brought it up 49 Winchester. Let's kind of switch gears for that. Yeah. I, mean, I think you had, you've already said your opinion. I think you expressed it through a tweet on our um, Twitter page, but what, what are your thoughts with our two songs so far? Well, I can't take credit for, for this tweet. This was, we retweeted it. It was from someone True. else. I, yes. I think it was someone, I think it was spot on. It said 49 Winchester has only released two singles. And I think they already have uh, album of the year. I mean, they, like artists have put out two really good singles, but I mean, these two are like the two strongest songs of the year so far, and I can't get enough of it. So I am beyond excited for the 49 Winchester, uh, for, what is it? Fortune favors the bowl is the name of it. I believe so. And I, I pre-ordered it, love the artwork about it or on it. I'm, I, I, I've been about last year around December is when I really dove into 49 Winchester with their three album. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you pointed out, they sound a hell of a lot different in a good way from that album. Um, I love that three album, but it's just, they have a, almost a different sound since then. Yeah. It's definitely like they, I feel like they fine tune everything. And so there's two songs we are talking about right now. So for their two singles they've released so far this year are Annabelle, um, which they released like back in February. And then just recently they released uh, Russell County line. And um, they did say before the album comes out, I think the album comes out May 13th. They said at yeah. least they, they said there should be two more singles that they dropped before then. So we're hoping that there's one, I think you and I were looking at it and I said, there's gotta be one on April 20 or April 15th. And the other one's got to be. Yeah, they confirmed that. They confirmed that. Yeah, and then there's got to be one like April 29th or something like that. If you want to like kind of space it out, give that song two weeks. So really looking forward to seeing what those two are like, and really the rest of the album because they haven't missed with the two already, and I they're they're on a roll for sure. Is it just me or does um, Annabelle? almost kind of start off like <laughs> this is this is a weird comparison but it almost starts off kind of like a labyrinth song from euphoria you know and you know what i'm talking about like whenever like it's like a high-pitched singing yeah it's kind of like the chorus yeah i think it's or really chorus choir it's like kind of like a yeah. choir um, yeah yeah you know what i'm talking about yeah. kind of at the end it reminds me of that which i i i love that soundtrack from euphoria and I, I think it's just really experimental and unique to try that in a country song. And then it almost just kind of switches gears, but and right after that. And it's, it's, it's awesome. I yeah. really like that song. I think that's my favorite out of the two that I've dropped so far. Yeah. I don't know. I think cause that one like was definitely different um, from their other kind of sound that they had been going with. And it kind of, I don't know, kind of caught you off guard at first. Like, Oh, this is 49 Winchester song. Um, but I just, I love the lyrics in there. Um, it's kind of like, they're like talking about like how neither of them could ever really kind of see eye to eye with things. Um, 
like they were always on kind of like two different pages. Um, but he's like, if I'm going to make it through this hell, um, he needs her Annabelle. And it's just, I think it's so awesome. And I definitely, that's like, I know word for word singing through it. And it's definitely both of them for sure. I, you have to listen to it with the music all the way up and just blaring it. I, my only concern is I hope they're not dropping the four best songs to leave us with like six decent songs. I'm, I'm hoping there's still a little bit of a surprise once the album is dropped. Cause I mean, they're dropping 40% of their album, which I don't know how I really feel about that. I've always been liking when artists will just drop the whole thing. I get you got kind of got to release one or two to get the buzz going. Yeah. But when St- Sturgill's big enough, so I, I can't really compare them, but like Sturgill, when he dropped those bluegrass albums, just like just the whole thing at once, didn't tell anyone. That mm-hmm. was so cool. But I, I get it. They're not quite on the level of Sturgill yet. Yeah, I mean, like, Sturgill, you almost got, like, a cult following where, um, I mean, right away, everyone knew, and everyone was on there listening to it. It's amazing that Spotify or Apple Music didn't crash from their followers that day. (laughs) Well, I I don't know about you, though. I wouldn't say cult following, but, damn, I have seen a hell of a lot more tweets about 49 Winchester in the past few months than I ever have before. Yeah, I've definitely noticed like a lot more of the artists that we listen to have been getting like recognition from bigger groups. Like even Barstool is starting to like pick up on all these artists and like tweeting about them. They just put out an article last night about Tyler Childers. Yes. And then, you know, in the past they've reviewed like, I think they have a guy that does country music. So they have a bunch of different podcasts, but uh, no. I know Barstool, like the normal Barstool account uh, reviewed Coulter Walls, Western Swings and Waltzes, mm-hmm. which was awesome to see a guy like him getting getting uh, recognition from such a big account. I mean, like, literally just, like, even places like that, just even mentioning, like, these artists' names is so helpful for them. And I think just yeah. giving them, even just the slightest bit of recognition is so awesome. Yeah, I know J- Joe Rogan, um, a few months back, one or two months ago, he had a comedian on and this comedian was talking about, Oh yeah, I like country music. And he goes, Oh really? And he goes, yeah. And I forget what type of, what song, what song he said, but uh, of course, Jamie pulls it up and it's a super happy country song from like the nineties, which nineties countries, country music is great. But Joe's like, no, no, no. And he goes, Jamie, pull up Kate McCannon. And they played the whole <laughs> song. And he's like, that's country music. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was awesome because, I mean, Joe is the number one podcast in the world. So just that had to have really helped Culture Wall out. And then, yeah. of course, stuff like Yellowstone is also doing a lot of great things for country music. So, yeah, they're Yellowstone and uh, Tyler Sheridan, they're great about, uh, I mean, they've had Zach Bryan on there multiple times, which is just amazing because to think about it, he, the kid just started on YouTube um yeah and just that's how he's gotten his following and the first two albums he produced on his own didn't he i had the one uh, the second album um gosh i can't think of the name of it i think that one's like the rose one or whatever um yeah he they like recorded that one in a barn or something like that and Mm -hmm. just like everything they're just making it up as they went along and you know to see 
um, Yellowstone and them give like an artist like that recognition on there. So huge. I, I just, I need, we need Charlie Crockett to push out cowboy candy. Cause that would, that would fit in so well on Yellowstone. Well, I think it's kind of surprising that he hasn't really had a song on Yellowstone yet, or at least one I haven't heard. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't noticed any. Um, it seems like at least this past season, it seemed like they, they were just doing only a certain, like certain artists. I mean, I feel like in the seasons before it had really varied from, they had Stapleton, they had Whitey Morgan. I think they had yeah. Jinx. I, I feel I like think this one didn't have as much music in it. I, I agree. And I don't think it had a lot of variety. And I also, I don't think it had a lot of times when it was it when it was actual artist music rather than like dramatic music. Yeah. It relied heavily on Culture Wall, Whiskey Myers, and then I think they had some Blackberry Smoke, but that was about... Well, then it. they had Shane Smith and the Saints. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is that. awesome, because they actually had one of the episodes titled All I See Is You, which is Shane Smith and the Saints, by far most popular song. And I think that even rocketed in um, like listens and um, downloads after that, because... I just remember he, they ended the episode where he's just like, he's like the only thing we listen to in here is Shane Smith and the um, Saints. Yeah, that, you, you know what he said. You know what he actually said. The, the uh, next episode, it started with that again. Remember? Yep, yep. Picked up right where it left off. Absolutely. And I think, I, for me at least, I think I had heard Shane Smith and the Saints before, but never actually listened to them but then that night listened to that one I'm like oh okay and like listen yeah. to even more of them after that i was familiar with the name and yeah we have our own country music podcast we should probably be all over this stuff but i mean there's so much to always listen to and i remember that that played and i texted you and i was like what song was that like that was so oh. damn and see the thing for us it's not like common music around here uh, I mean, the only thing we can hear on the radio here is Luke Bryan um, for Georgia Line, um, Dan and Shay, and all those, all that crap from Nashville that is, you know, your super popular stuff right now that everyone's trying to push out. We don't get like Shane Smith and the Saints on the radio like you maybe would down in Texas. And yeah, Texas does a really good job of their radio stations promote those those independent guys a lot better than we get around here in Nebraska. Well, and it's because it's the home, like it's the hometown people. Like it's yeah, like it's like they're Texas, like born and raised, or at least um they've moved to Texas and been there for so long that like they're Texas, they're Texans that they play. So yeah, and it, it's also just then it's we're relying on us just doing the research. Or recommendations and it's if, if we if i haven't seen a tweet or or someone recommended it to me or it came up in my recommended uh, chances are i'm not going to see it because i'm pretty much i mean with school and work i'm just going to a playlist and plugging in and going and yeah. at night like thursday nights when it hits midnight i do look at the new music but it doesn't mean i we don't miss some stuff mm-hmm. well no and like our thing is is i mean you kind of mentioned it like you and i have to find this music on our own it's like through finding tweets about someone or looking through the, you might also like on Spotify or on Apple music. Like we don't, 
we don't get as exposed to all these artists that we actually really love. Cause I mean, we're in Omaha, Nebraska, like none of the, it's rare that Charlie Crockett was here two times in less than a year. Like it's, we don't see these people often. We don't get exposed to them at shows or anything like that. You don't hear it on the radio. Like we have to do the research for it. Yeah. And it's also, uh, Oh gosh, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. But yeah, I, I agree. It, it is it is tougher. And I I'm hoping things change and we get we get to get a little bit more exposure to these artists that that we really like. Oh, I know what I was going to say. We we also we get exposed by other artists reaching out to wanting to come on the show, which we are so thankful for. Like guys like Shelby Lee Lowe, Colby A. Cuff, uh, that 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 message us and and send us our their music and we we find the guys that that we want to promote so we we're thankful for finding artists that way as well yeah absolutely um yeah and i mean it's nice having twitter and so like instagram and all that because you can literally see if shelby liked a tweet or he's retweeting talking about someone's like okay that like put that on the list of people to check out like i i have a list of people to listen to that, you know, when I do get the chance to, I try and play something like that, but it's a lot easier to just play the albums or the playlist that I've already created. Um, me personally, I mean, I know you don't do this. I try and create an album for 2022 and every Friday I'll go look at, you know, the songs that just came out and try and find the ones that I really like. And, you know, I'll find a new artist that way, or it's mostly the people we already are listening to. And just trying to promote their new stuff then but i mean it is there are some times where we will find new ones just from that which is pretty awesome but man i think i think the best way to really get hooked on a new artist or find them is, is when these uh independent acts bring bring on some good opening acts like that's how we were exposed to vincent neil emerson uh joshua ray walker those those guys that that I was familiar with Joshua Ray Walker, just a few songs, but after seeing him, that was, that was a hell of a show. And, and now he's got a fan out of us for life. Yeah. And it's like you, okay. You see some of these artists that are coming up here doing a show and then they have an opening act, not mostly familiar with some of them. And then that's when you go look it up. It's like, Oh, like I learned, I find out that I really do enjoy this person and I love their music. I mean, because, yeah, that's how we found Vincent Neil Emerson. Um, that's how we found Joshua Ray Walker. I remember Chris Colston when we saw um, Whiskey yeah. Myers. It's like, oh, this guy's pretty good. Like, I don't even think we listened to him beforehand. But, like, afterwards, after his performance of um, or his cover of White House Road, we're like, oh, hell yeah, this is someone we need to check out. But, yeah, it's just I think it's, it's such an exciting time to be to be doing doing a podcast like this and especially like i mean newer i, I would say kind of newer artists for us that i kind of wanted to touch on as well is i mean we we were never too into them um until they tell us that after they broke up was turnpike and now that they're back together i'm stoked to, to kind of be a real fan while they're putting out music i mean i was familiar with turnpike and uh, i was an idiot and i kind of got i didn't quite get the hype i think it was i had only really given long uh long hot summer day uh a chance mm -hmm. and 
I do really like that song now, but I don't think that's even close to one of their best songs. So they kind of, I was like, oh, they're good. They're fine. But I was more familiar with Flatland and I thought Flatland was much better. And now it's like neck and neck for me. I, I really enjoy them and see them doing shows. Um, and we're going to see them here in a few months. I'm excited for it. I, I can't wait to, to really get new music from them. And uh, one song I want to talk to you about, Cole, is you slid up on my Instagram story the other day was uh, Bird Hunters. Yes. Remember that? Mm-hmm. That song, the writing in that song is so damn good. And I know I've been looking at their set list and they, they play that a lot. So I'm, I'm really excited to hear that one in concert. See, you do something that I don't normally do. Like for shows, I won't look up a set list, but I know you you do enjoy doing that because you like to see kind of what they perform. But I like being surprised the day of. I, 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 okay, I do like being surprised, like what they're going to open with and stuff. But if they're playing stuff that I don't, I'm not too familiar with, I like to kind of peek and say, okay, like when are we going to start jamming out here soon? So, like, what I do is. Okay, so I saw Eric Church back in February, and I know almost all of Eric Church stuff at this point, but beforehand, I just turn on Eric Church's playlist on Spotify, and I'll just listen through all that, and, you know, um, if it's one I already know, I kind of, I'll skip over it so I can listen to the ones I don't actually know all that well, and then, like, I, you know, hear all those beforehand, like, okay, I'm familiar with their stuff. And then I like to see kind of which ones they actually do end up performing live because I mean, it's cool to see what they do with like from the, you know, recording of it on the album and then to what they actually do up on stage, the live version and like the tweaks and adjustments that they make to it. And so I always like being surprised by that. Yeah. Just I would do that. But the thing is with Charlie and how much he's got out, yeah, I definitely, I totally admit, I, I, it's hard to scratch the surface with him with how much he has, because I mean, at this point he's got the 10 albums, I think out. And I mean, there's at least 10 songs on each one. So there's over a hundred songs right there. Um, so little, little, is it, it is a little odd how he doesn't go. And I'm not as familiar with them, but he doesn't do a lot from his older albums at all. And I hope, I hope it doesn't, it doesn't start trending that way where we go see him down the road and he doesn't play anything from welcome to hard times. Like yeah. granted he, hey, I want to cry, but uh, I, I just hope, I don't know. He's got so much out, which I understand he, he's going to, he's going to eventually, the more he puts out, he's going to have to trim the fat, promote the new music. Yeah. Out. He cut out in the night in this show. And I was kind of disappointed about that. I was really looking forward to seeing that one, but um, it's a good, good problem to have as a fan. Yeah, very true. Very true. I mean, we knew majority of them, except for the ones that you have to like really go on YouTube and look up his other live performances of um, the songs that he hasn't like officially released yet, which I admit there was a couple of them. I wasn't too familiar with, like I had heard them, but um, was still like a little unfamiliar with it. But to go back on the Turnpike Troubadours, I wanted to bring up something our good buddy Shelby Lilo tweeted out. So, you know, he's been recording down in Muscle Shoals. Makes us very excited to see he's 
putting out new music. We're stoked about that. Yeah, I think um, he said he recorded three songs or something like that. I'm not sure exactly what the number was. Say it was three songs he recorded. I'd love to see him release another little EP because I think that EP he released um, back in, I want to say that was 2019 or 2020, was amazing. Which one? The uh, Something in Me one? Yeah, yeah, that was 2020. Um, but he put out a tweet, and I'm pulling up right now. He said, he had just gotten back from Muscle Shoals, and he said, wouldn't it be cool if Turnpike let Shooter Jennings produ- produce a record with them in Muscle Shoals? Could you imagine? And we're like, are you trying to tell us something? Question mark. And you said that. I think it's just a what if. Why would he tweet that as soon as he got back? And then he he tweets out this picture of it's from the it's a gift from the office, and it's Michael Scott shaking his head in a scene that he's obviously lying in. So like, I don't know, man. Why does Shelby tweet a lot of the stuff he tweets, Ben? I don't know. He's, I think it's, I don't think it will happen. I would love to see it happen. Shooter Jennings is a great producer and a great artist. And Muscle Shoals is a badass place to record. He was just down there. I think it, I don't think it's insane. They, they're, they, they're getting back. They've talked about, there's rumors of them making new music. I mean. All right. I, I think it's if, very... If you say it enough, you'll speak it into existence. I think it's very possible. I mean, if not, the chance of them at least just making music and having music come out within a year or two, I think are very, very high. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for what's to come out the rest of this year. I think we... I, we were talking at the very beginning of the year, like I was like really disappointed with... Uh, come April or come like beginning of February... I hadn't even made my 2022 playlist yet. I don't think there was anything in January that was really exciting for me, like that I really wanted to listen to. I don't think it was until the week. Uh, well, it was when Whiskey Myers announced uh, the um, why am I blanking on the name of the album or the Tornillo or yeah. um, when they announced that album and they released uh, the introduction and then John Wayne. It wasn't until then. I those were the first two songs. That was when I finally created my 2022 playlist. But the same day Annabelle came out too. Yes, it was the same day. Yep. Um, so I'm like, I'm really excited to see what has the rest of this year has in store. Because if we look at it, we got a Zach Bryan album coming. We got 49 Winchester. We got Whiskey Myers. Luke Combs Paul just Coffin. announced one. Paul Coffin Paul came Coffin. out with an album. Yeah. Charlie Crockett's got one for sure. Maybe a second one in November. I w- that's kind of where I would put timeline wise is November seeing that next album. Cause I think yeah, that's kind of how it's worked. I think that's how it worked out last year. He did one in April and then one in November. Yeah. Um, and then, Oh gosh, I feel like I'm leaving someone out. Co Wetzel might even be releasing one now this year with the fact that he yeah, did he- April showers. what do you think of that song? I liked it. I thought it was really good. Um, I had heard it enough on TikTok. Um, yeah, I most of the time when you heard on TikTok, the name people were using for it was "We Don't Talk Like We Used To." It was like what I had seen as the name of that album or that song. Um, but let's see. I'm trying to think of who else. Colby I, Acuff. Yeah, Colby Acuff's got an album coming out. Um, Randall King released an album. I don't think you've listened to it too much, but. I'm pretty impressed with what was on there. 
and what Midland just put out the last resort. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Well, I mean that was just a single. No, but they got uh, last resorts available May sixth. Oh, really? So they're gonna do a full album with that? I don't know if it's an album or an EP. I, I'm not quite sure. Well, because they had the I thought they already had the last resort EP last year. Yeah, it was weird. Me and Zane were talking about that. It I think the way they they communicated it was odd. I thought that too. I don't I don't get it, but I'm not gonna complain about more new yeah. midland music. So um I know you'll love this one. Riley Green released I Wish Grandpa's Never Died again. Yeah, I, I love Riley Green. I think he's got more in the tank than we get sometimes with how many times he re, re- puts songs out. So that's, I mean, come on. I, I don't think he's ever put out a song that's completely, who's awful. I mean. Yeah, I think he, he definitely has enough material where he could put out an album of songs we haven't heard yet. But, and I, I don't know why he keep like, he'll, this is the fourth release of i wish grandpa's never died it's the fourth version of it he's got two live he's got an acoustic and then he's got like the original version of it and i love the song but it's like okay what point are we going to get something new like and i i feel like i see a lot of posts of like great unreleased song played at in concert by riley green and it's he's great about putting stuff on uh instagram too and Instagram, I think, I don't know if he has TikTok or not. I just at least see his Instagram stuff. But like he's yeah, got some great songs on there that he re- um, unreleased ones that he, you know, just records in the garage or something like that. It's like he has the material there. He just, I, I don't know. I don't know what the, what's in their heads or what they're aiming for, but I think he could definitely be um, throwing more out there. Yeah, I, I agree. But, Nonetheless, he's, he's a great artist, and I think he's doing a great job with um, putting solid country music on country radio, so can't complain much there. But huh. And then I, I think Aaron Watson will be having another album coming out. That it's called Unwanted Man. Okay. Because he's released, uh, I think he released Crash Landing last year. Um, I want to say that came out in... Uh, uh, 20, oh yeah, it was 2021. Um, he came out with Crash Landing, and then this year he's released um, When I See You, which is really good. And then I believe it was just it was in uh, kind of early March he released Unwanted Man, and it's it was like a little three song EP, and it says from the album Unwanted Man. So I'm not sure when that's exactly going to come out, but that's another one to look forward to as well. And that's that's another person who's got a ton of albums because he's been around forever. Yeah, I need to dive deeper. Like I, I, I go through phases of really listening to that like red dirt sound, like Aaron Watson, Cody, Cody Johnson, um, Josh Ward. So I'm currently not in that phase right now, which in a way I am. I'm a lot of flatland currently, but uh I don't know. I, I I go through phases of that, so I, I have a kind of a, a red dirt playlist when I'm feeling that that type of music. But for the most part, I'm always listening to like just some sad stuff, which it's okay. It's okay listening to sad stuff when you're happy. Yeah. Um, well, it's the whole thing of uh, Flatlands kind of motto or uh, 
bio is it's uh, easy on the ears, heavy on the heart. Amen. But I think I think we have a lot to look forward to this year. I I was a little nervous at the beginning. I'm like, are we, what are we going to get this year? But I think there's a lot of potential in here. Um, for sure, so far, I agree with. I think the front runner for us as best album is uh, 49 Winchester. But I mean, we still there's still a whole lot out there for us to hear. So I know you probably listened to it more than me. What is your thoughts on the new Paul Coffin album? <laughs> I. I love, like, I like it. It's experimental. Like it's, he, he's not afraid to take a risk and, you know, do something different. Um, his songs are entertaining as hell on there. I mean, you got country as fuck, you got country clubbing, um, high heels, uh, fuck you money. Um, uh, country coming down is a really good one. There's roll on over, cut a rug. I mean, he, it's every single one of them is different. Um, Till the day that I die starts off with this like really awesome bass. And I had my radio on in the car and it was almost at full volume and was not expecting it at all. Like you would have thought I was about to, you know, play some like, I don't know, some rap song that just is blasting with the bass the entire time. And just was completely not what I was expecting, but it's awesome. Like he does a great job experimenting with it. Like he ties, <laughs> he ties like the country, his country sound into a whole bunch of different genres and just creates his own thing. I, I gave it about one run through and I, I, there was nothing I disliked on it. I thought it was classic Paul Coffin. Yeah. Um, I don't know how close, I don't think you got, you didn't get the vinyl, did you? No, and I'm kind of regretting it because I, I mean it's it's so unique. Like it's so. Did you unique. see, like the sticker, like where you put the vinyl on. Did you see what it looks like? It's no. a picture of him, and you know, like a little metal piece that you like put the hole on, like mm-hmm. put it on. Yeah. Well, the picture, it's the way they made it is where that hole is. When you put it on, it looks like he's smoking a cigarette. <laughs> like when awesome. I think when it's sitting on the vinyl, it looks like he's smoking a cigarette. It's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I think he's just got his own swagger, which I love about Paul Coffin. So, I mean, he's definitely his own person, and I don't think we'll ever have to worry about him falling into being a commercial type of guy. Well, I was fortunate enough to see him when he did that little um, stay over at Buck's Bar and Grill, and just it was most of the show was him doing an acoustic session. And then he had one of the kind of opener acts come up there and also join him. I think he was on the, that guy that joined him was on bass and like he had a little bit extra to him, but I mean, just listening to Paul Coffin sing his voice, it was all like, it was quiet. I, I mean, there's been a couple of shows at Bucks where like it gets pretty rowdy and it's pretty loud in there because it's a small area, but all you could hear was like Paul Coffin. That was it. Like it was quiet in there, which was awesome. So, but I mean, I think that kind of wraps up what we kind of had in store to talk about with uh, what we're excited for this year and, you know, what we've heard so far and where at least where we're at listening to music wise. And um, like I said, I, I'm hopeful for the rest of this year. I think there's going to be some great albums out there and, you know, there's people that have a chance to, you know, 
have one of the best albums of the year and some, you know, that are really just throwing stuff out there, which is awesome. So a lot to look forward to. There's a good chance we'll see a breakout year from some of our favorite artists. So for sure. Yeah. Um, I guess kind of end off like we normally do. You got a song recommendation yet? I know I asked you beforehand, but yeah, I got it. I got it. All right. What do you got? I got tall city blues by uh flyland cavalry throwing it way back. Absolutely. Love that one. You can't go wrong with any of theirs. I guess one of my favorites from them, and I think they just released it as part of their far out West sessions is uh, daydreamer. That's another good one. That's off their welcome to Countryland album. I really like that one. It's more, it's more like an optimistic one. I really like it, but I know when I sent you that TikTok the other day, uh, lead singer uh cleto i don't know how to say his name <laughs> he you know when he's kind of talking before he that, that little recording studio when he's talking about february snow yes like, love that story i i saw someone comment and they're like really wish they would have added this audio like to the vinyl i'm like oh that would have been so well, awesome. you know what's so funny about that is you know right after you sent that to me maybe a few days later your brother sent it to me too yeah, it's so this is so cool. I'm like, yeah, Ben already like Ben and I have already had this discussion. <laughs> We've already oh, talked it over. No, he's been listening to a lot of Tyler Childers lately. Awesome. Um, we're, hey, you said you said you heard heard, you know, very rough uh, rumor that he might be coming out with stuff this year, which would be really exciting. Because I mean, the last thing we got for him it, from him was that long violent history, which. I mean, that that's just all instrumental, except for the one song. I didn't care for it. But, I mean, other than that, his last thing was Country Squire, and that was, what, 2019, maybe? Yeah, I was the sophomore in college. Yeah, dude, he, he's due up for something new. We need something new from him, for sure. So, hopefully, he's been, hopefully he's been working, like, really working on it, and it's going to be something amazing. If he well, does I mean, if something. If Sturgill's retired, like he said he is, kind of after this last album, mm-hmm. he produces the Childers, so maybe his focus is all on that right now, which would be awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess what I was going to say for my song recommendation is uh, I'm probably going to have to go with, just because he released it this year and seeing his performance of it live, and I know we've talked about him a bunch, but we can't get enough of him right now. Uh, Charlie Crockett, I feel for you. I love that one. I think it's such a cool yeah. story of like, he's like, try to warn you. Like you thought what happened to me wouldn't happen to you, but here we are. <laughs> yeah. I think it was a great lead single for the new album. Yeah. Um, so really excited for that and what's to come the rest of this year. Um, again, just we'll try and keep you updated as much as possible with new stuff. You know, send us your recommendations too. If you got artists you think we should listen to or, you know what you think our song recommendations should be and just you know let us know and i guess i'm gonna just since we just talked about it i would also say um till the day i die or country clubbing off of paul coffin's albums those are two of my favorites off there right now and that's off his country coming down album so a lot of good stuff a lot of good stuff but that wraps it up for us that's all i got man it's yeah. good podcast Till next time, I guess. Yeah. Thanks, everybody.